This podcast is a proud member of the Blueberry Network. That is Blueberry with no ease dot com. Blueberry with no ease dot com. Remember, you drop the ease. What does it mean to be the very best? best? Let's put it this way. When other radio shows are biting your style, when voice actors and musicians love your swagger, it pretty much speaks for itself, doesn't it? We are the Otacast Radio Network. Anime radio with a hell of a lot of swagger. Anime fans, what are you waiting for? Log into OtacastRadio.com for more information. Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evangelion. This is the Bonsai Beat Podcast, each week bringing you anime news, current and classic show reviews, and entertaining discussion from a fan's perspective. Here is Jello Kuhn and Zaldar. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 71 of the Bonsai Beat. I'm Jellicoon, and right now I'm rolling alone, so, uh, hey. Come join us on Stick Cam, and, um... Um... Uh, and listen live. Uh, so... You can join us at stickcam.com. Front slash Bonsai Beat every week, every Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So, uh, yes, it's, it's just me this week, but I bring you a review of Arcade Gamer Fubuki. We also have our news, DVD picks, all that good shit. All the stuff you're used to hearing every week. Although we weren't here last week. I got my wisdom teeth cut out, and, uh... Makes it kind of hard to talk when you can't really move your mouth, when your jaw hurts like hell. But um, yeah, other than that, that's all I really have this week. Well, uh, I enjoyed our gamer, arcade gamer for Bookie, and I've been very excited to get this review out to you guys because uh, you'll you'll see, you'll see. So, other than that, um, I've been watching Mezzo. Actually, I finally finished Mezzo. Which, uh, I'll probably bring a review here next week. Um, I saw Gamer Fubuki and I was like, oh my god, I gotta review this first, cause it's just, it's just what it is. So, um, but I finally finished it. Uh, I haven't really been watching too much other thing, anything else, really. Um, other than stuff airing right now, Kion, Kiss Exis, um, you know, all that stuff. Da 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 da. Still watching that. So, you know, it's, uh, Still, uh, all the good stuff I'm watching. Not really much has changed. But, uh, yeah. So let's go and get right into the news, because we got two weeks worth of news to get to. Because we weren't here last week, like I said. So, uh, let's go and just get into that. Okay. 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 This week in Anime News, brought to you by Anime News Network. Uh, yeah, so news. Um, and it looks like two will be getting fight bait for our uh, Jean Paul, as many of you know him, or at fight bait on Twitter. Uh, he'll be calling in. We'll be calling him actually. There was a uh, convention this week called Anime Detour here in Minneapolis. I didn't attend, but uh, good report from him. So, anyway, moving on to the news. Uh, Young Press, they have a magazine, a manga magazine, and they are no longer printing it in print form. Uh, July 2010 will be the last print subscription that you can purchase. Um, they're moving online, and, um, you know, I'm not surprised, um, for me, personally, I would love to have something tangible, but, uh, you know. Yen Press was launched uh, in August of 08, so it's still relatively young. Um, after it announcing at the New York Anime Fest, 
for, uh, in December of 07. Uh, the magazine ran Japanese manga, of course, with which flipped pages from left to right, just like the... Uh, well, which isn't even the right way. You know, if you're watching... If you read manga, it's always, you know, right to left. But, um... As a result, the magazine laid out all the stories, regardless of the origin, and all that good stuff. Uh, so basically, they did their own thing, and kind of ran wild, you know, didn't keep things straight. And, uh, so Yen Press sounds pretty unique. But, uh, now they're going online. So I guess, if they were smart, they would go and get, like, an iPad version of themselves. Or whatnot, and then try to market themselves as a portable device, you know, portable manga in your pocket or in your backpack. When you want to read manga, open up your iPod or open up your iPad and take a look. Some of the magazines, uh, manga that that kind of made big, you know, brought big things to America were uh, Soul Eater. Uh, Maximum Ride, Nor Norbaria No O, Summono, Momo Mo, I what the hell, Bamboo Blade, Higurashi When They Cry, Jack Frost, One Fine Day, Sarasa, and Pig Bride. Yeah, that's that's what you want to read. Pig Bride. Hey, what you doing on the bus? Oh, I'm reading Pig Bride, bitch. Um, so Yen Press would later add uh, other titles such as Black 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 Butler. Gossip Girl, High School, uh, Time and Again, other shows, or excuse me, other mangas, you know, that may or may not get an anime or whatnot. But it was a nice way to get some some good, different various mangas in American hands, um, you know, without having to purchase Volume 1 or, or whatnot. Um, so... It later came out, too, that the publishing director, Kurt uh, Hessler, told Anime Vice that the digital edition of Yen Press will be in a dedicated browser that is designed to emulate the print edition with multiple chapters from different titles. Hessler also wanted to confirm that the digital edition will be available to subscribers and Yen Press will offer exclusive contests and other subscription benefits. So... We'll see how that goes, but I'm not surprised to see something like this go out of print. I mean, when you got shit like the iPad now and the Kindle and other things, it just makes more sense. Why print, you know, things when you can do it online for no cost? Other than bandwidth and, and uh, I don't know, bandwidth and space, it's all. You would think something like this wouldn't be very expensive. So, maybe it also lowers the price, too. I would think Yen Press could be, you know, if you're spending 30 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month or whatever the Yen price costs, or if you get it for, like, 10 or 8 make it more affordable. Bandai Entertainment adds the disappearance of Haruhisu Zumiya. Um, also, sub-screenings are coming to San Francisco in May, you lucky bastards. Um... The North American Anime Distribution Group, Bandai Entertainment, has announced that the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya anime from Catacallus Pictures will begin running English subtitled screenings in uh, San Francisco at the Viz Cinema on May 21st, followed by a theatrical run in Hawaii in the middle of June. Well, what the hell? Why does Hawaii get it? Uh, Bang Zoom Entertainment is producing the English language adaptation, and a DVD release will ship at a date to be announced later. So, this was the first ever movie um, with the Haruhi franchise. It adapts the fourth volume from the manga, uh, or excuse me, the light novel series. Uh, and yeah, if you haven't heard of Haruhi, you've been living under a rock. But it's pretty cool that... Uh, we're getting it as well. Uh, the EVA Virtual Real Life. Oh yeah, this is marketing gone wrong. So, Lawson is this big chain of convenience stores. Like, 
There's 7-Eleven and there's Lawson in Japan. So, um, they were like, hey, what, this is a good idea. Let's make augmented reality. Let's make our one of our stores that it's right down from the high school that's modeled on the Evangelion school. Um, and the Lawson, this exact Lawson franchise location is like in the show and all that jazz. Let's turn it into a realistic Evangelion store. Yeah. So it reminds me of The Simpsons when 7-Eleven did that big marketing blitz at all the 7-Elevens. And you could buy the Duff beers and you could buy the donuts and all the crazy, uh... Stuff, you know, Simpsons-related crap you could never buy anywhere else except at 7-Eleven. You could buy Duff Beer, Buzz Cola, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, they, had, they, had, they renamed everything to the Quickie Marts. Well, they thought they'd do the same here. Lawson thought they would do the same. But with Avigallion. And, uh, it failed. It failed miserably. Not because the store did anything wrong. Um, it's that people ruin everything. You have something good and people gotta fucking ruin it. So, uh, people came and they fucked it up for everybody else because they kept parking on, on people's, uh, lawns. They parked in private areas. They were hassling people, <laughs> uh, just to go to the stupid mart. And finally Lawson was like, okay, we're done. And they cut, they cut the promotion. They just canceled it, like, in a heart. Heartbeat and boom, it's gone. So, uh, since they were parking on private property, they're improperly parking, um, they were disturbing local residents and other shops, and the Evangelion site issued a more urgent warning to f- people saying, even early in the morning on a Sunday, that the situation is worsening, and finally they just said, okay, we're done. So, uh, yeah. Good try there, Lawson. We should plan this out better. Fucking otaku always ruining everything. Oh, I gotta get my special edition Evigalian milkshake glass with the special Rayaname drinking straw holder. I'm gonna fucking park on some dude's slab of concrete or something. I don't know what they have in Japan. I don't have any grass. But, uh, I'm gonna go hassle the shopkeep over here. Make him give us our fucking shit. Get in there quicker. I don't know. So, yeah. Don't, uh, don't try to do anything, you know, fun. People will just ruin it. So, uh, this is, uh, John Paul from FightBait.com. We had Anime Do Tour this week, uh, in Minneapolis, and you attended all three days. Uh, I did. How was it? Oh, it was, it was a lot of fun. They, they actually changed locations again. They were at some place in St. Paul last year. I ended up missing because I was late to registration. Well, the year before that, they were across the street from the Mall of America. But this year, they were at the Sheraton in Bloomington, which was actually the same place where Kikoi Con was held. Which, unfortunately, since that was a lot smaller of a con, like there was maybe two, three hundred people, it wasn't very good for that con. But for Detour, which they raised their cap to 4500 mm-hmm. it was actually really nice. And I'm told that they have this con in July called Convergence. That's the same place that actually has up to 10,000 people. So it sounds like they're going to stay at this location So it sounds like it's working out for them. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking of checking out Convergence. I guess it's like a sci-fi convention, but they also have anime and gaming and oh, stuff. Oh, okay. It sounds like a lot of like GeekCon every- when I went to in last year, where it has a little bit of Yeah, everything. everybody was telling me that it's a really good time. So who were the guests of the honor this year? Well, uh, most notably, they had Nabashin or Shinichi Watanabe, who did Excel Saga Excel and, like, Saga Wallflower and, and Hayate, stuff. yeah. They had some person named Haruka, which I'm unfamiliar with, but I guess she does something. <laughs> I, I, I did not go to any of any of the panels involving Nabashin because I, I respect the dude, and he's crazy, but I, I really don't like any of his shows. So I was just wandering around and drinking at room parties most of the time. There you go. They also had they had the standards, you know, Kyle A. Bear, Carrie Savage. I, unfortunately, I don't remember everybody's name. I, I have a booklet in front of me, but I am driving. One That's of my cool. favorite guests was Jan Scott Fraser, who is a legend for being one of the first Americans to actually go over to Japan 
and anime and direct some stuff. She actually worked on Geno Cyber, which is uh, this crazy OAV from like the 80s or early 90s. I forget exactly when. And that was one of my favorite panels. And just, you know, a lot of cool people like PopDroid.com was there. They had a pretty rock and room party going. And a lot of people representing other cons, like uh, the Minneapolis Anime Convention, they had a pretty cool room party. Oh, really? Just a lot of the standards. If, if you've ever been to Detour, a lot of the same people were there. But it was most notably Nabushin was uh, the pretty big guest this year. Yeah, that even made Anime News Network. You know, yeah. that, and I was like, wow, cool. Um, so, did you visit, did you go to any of the panels, though? Other, I know you went to a hentai I, I panel. Think- How was that? <laughs> Which panel did you say? The hentai panel. Oh, it was awful. I don't know, like... I'm. I like good panels when they're good, but I have very low tolerance for bad anime panels. And while some of the panels that I went to could be considered bad, I had a good time because they were at least funny. But the hentai panel was just very. It was just too random for me, and I don't really watch hentai at all. And so it was like, hey, let's talk about this hentai for five seconds. Now let's talk about this one. Hey. Let's talk about, well, one of the things that pissed me off is they kept saying stuff like Wicked City and Apocalypse Zero or what? Hentai. Those aren't like, even no, hentai. they're not. They're just you very are sexual. Jerk. Exactly. But, I mean, it was funny, but about midway through, I just got bored and started talking to the person sitting next to me. <laughs> and uh, they, they felt kind of the same way. It's just like, they were just screaming out, like, crazy sex positions and... Hey, what mythical creature would you like to have sex with? And like, uh, this is not for me. It was also incredibly, incredibly warm. It was probably the most packed panel I was in. Seriously? Yeah, it was well, really, be really packed. Like there was a Anything lot of people with the word hentai in it. The uh, the only other big panel I went to was the Adult Swim panel, which was mostly just a guy showing videos. But that was a lot of fun. He he knew his stuff. For sure. He actually is uh, Madness Mark from Pop Droid. Oh, okay. And I actually participated in one of his panels, which was just something... It was just bullshitting during the cosplay thing. Like, if you don't want to go to the cosplay thing, go to this, and we're going to just watch random videos and have a donut-eating contest. <laughs> we're going to watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, sounds like fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw the video of you in the... Uh, in the uh, the, the chick dressed in the school uniform. She seemed, like, out of place. Like, why are you recording this? Go away. <laughs> yeah, it was very happy. pretty messed up. Uh, some of my favorite moments from the con, other than the stuff I've... Well, I guess I did technically post it, but... I met this girl dressed as Godzilla. That is awesome. And it's really stupid. I took this five-second five video of her dancing, and it makes me laugh. And then the next day, she was dressed up in a sombrero, and I took a longer video of her dancing again. And it's it's really funny to me. She was just crazy and drunk the whole time. <laughs> but I don't know if people that don't act like weren't there to actually talk to her can find as much pleasure out of it. But since I know how crazy she was, it's really funny to me. There you go. And I also met an Eevee cosplayer that doesn't have a sense of smell. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> she was actually a really interesting person. I added her on Facebook. We're probably gonna keep chatting and stuff. I met a lot of really cool people, actually. Like, I got to talk to Jan Scott Frazier. I met the security for the Minneapolis Anime Convention and, like, some of the people that actually are running the convention. And there's this group, I forget what they're called now, but they're going to be changing their name to GPS, which I forget what it stands for. I know the G stands for Geek. It might be, like, Geek Patrol Squad or something. I don't know. But they're actually thinking of opening up a nerd community center in Minnesota. Hmm. With events all year long, just like dances and like information panels for parents who want to know what video games their kids are playing. And it sounds really interesting. I really hope they actually pull it off, and it it isn't just like a one week yeah. and then they get shut down kind of thing. But they're still in the process of getting like even a, a site finalized. So, but they they seemed really really into what they're doing. They they were playing like Voltron and Transformers in their room all day. It was it was neat. I stayed there for a little while. That's awesome. Um, how was like the attendance? It was a pretty packed. It was. I think it was their biggest con yet because what they're doing is they're slowly raising the the attendance cap so they are prepared for it because mm-hmm. there there was actually a panel about 
like cons and just kind of how to be prepared for them and stuff. And one of the things he mentioned is that some cons exploded and didn't really expect that to happen. Like Otakon, and he mentioned another one that I forgot. I think Anime Boston or something. Okay. And he's like, they started off as like a small con and then just exploded without really any, planning or yeah. They didn't know, and so Anime Detour, what they're doing is they're they're slowly raising the cap each year, and so they raised it, I think, by 500 this year. I know when I went two years ago, I think it was a 2,000 cap. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow, so it's doubled. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's that's if that is the truth. I don't I don't actually remember, but they're they're trying to grow slowly so they so it doesn't get out of control, which I can respect that a lot, and it was. They, it didn't get out of control at all. Like the security was pretty good at what they were doing. There was a lot of volunteers. Uh, there was a couple missteps. I know Postroid, their party room got shut down for a while. Oh, lame. Which was weird because they don't know why. And it's it wasn't the music because they they were playing really loud music, but a lot of party rooms had DJs in them. And mm-hmm. I was like, why'd they shut you down? He's like, I don't know. And then I came back later, and they were back up. And he's like, oh, I talked to the head of security. And he said the guy that shut us down is in deep trouble now. Like, that sounds about right. So you don't even need his, uh, you know, fix of power. Fucking idiots. Yeah, well, it's uh, like some of these people, you give them power and they're going to yeah, go Yeah, they get a big head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually didn't go to too many panels, unfortunately, because I overslept the first two days. Because the first day, my alarm actually never went off. <sighs> Bummer. And so I didn't get there till 5. And the second day, the only panel I was really into seeing was the trivia contest, because I, I entered in the, the preliminary rounds, and I was like, yeah, I want to be in the trivia contest, and I, I got there, well, I woke up the next day at 9.45, and it was at 10.30, so I would have <laughs> oh, had to have gotten yeah. up, get ready, and leave immediately, and I was like, bah, screw that, and so I just slept until 4 again. <laughs> because I stayed up until about 6 o'clock drinking. There you go. Yeah, I, I I I would have went. It's just I it, it, it kind of creeped up on you. Like I had plans yeah. on going, and then um, uh, you know, just all of a sudden I was like, "Hey, anime detour this week." It's like, R- really? Wow, fuck, yeah, sixty five. And then they were get, like uh, registered by the end of February. Yeah, and then they were like, "Get sixty five dollars to get in." Oh, they were. But uh, they had four hundred spots open for walk-ins, but it's definitely it costs more if you do the walk. Yeah, no, exactly. It was like sixty five bucks. So. But okay, but, man. Well, thank you very much. It was uh, sounds like a good time. I had it by all and all that fun. Yeah, jazz. we're actually. I had another podcaster there. Yeah, and we are going to record a podcast later tonight. So hopefully that'll be up. I don't know. Eventually, his name is Tony, and I forget the name of his podcast. But Tony's Anime Podcast Extreme. Well, it's I it's like know. the Black Music something or another because they're not specific. Oh anime, yeah yeah yeah. So. I saw them on um on Pop Droid, I believe. Oh no. On Twitter, yeah. like you'd mentioned something. Oh, yeah, I looked into them. Yeah, were, I looked at their Twitter. Fightbait.com. That should show up eventually. Otherwise, if you go on Twitter and find the hashtag for Anime Detour, you can find any updates that either me or him or anybody else did, and lots of videos and pictures on there. There you go. Okay, well, thanks for uh, filling us in, and maybe next year you and I can get together and do something awesome. From yeah, there. for real. <laughs> well, talk to you later. Yeah, take it easy, man. Bye. Bye. All right, that was Fight Bait, Jean-Paul, uh, giving us the 411 on Anime Detour. It sounded like it was really, really fun. Um, you know, too bad it couldn't be there. Oh, well. I would have loved to got my XL Saga <laughs> uh, uh, autographed, but meh. That crazy guy will come back again some other time. So, uh... Let's go and get back right into the news. Um... Yeah, Libanette, uh, from our, uh, stick cam room, he was also there, saying it was a good time. Um... Get the damn window open. Um... So, yeah, it's always a good thing. I know, uh... A couple of people who weren't even in anime are going. Who actually sorry who went? So uh, you know that proves the attractiveness of a uh, convention. Hopefully we get more than two. We get like one or two a year, and that's it. So uh, section twenty-three 
adds Golago 13 with English dubbing. So, uh, the first collection is due out in July, plus the Legends of the Dark King uh, Blu-ray. I Show 21 Part 2 and Hellgirl 2 Part 2 is all in July. So, Section 23 Films announced on Friday that it's releasing Golago 13 Assassin Anime Series for North America. This is an old show, too. The first collection will be shipping in July, as I said, and we'll have a new English dub. The 50-episode series uh, of the 2008-2009 Golago... Oh, this is a... Oh, this is new. Okay. I was thinking Golago 13 was like in the 80s. So, um... This is a 50-episode 2008-2009 show. Um... And, uh... Yeah, he's an assassin. Uh, let's see... He takes on... He's a mercenary assassin who takes on assignments and on almost every continent in the world. Um, so, yeah. Assassinations and all that good jazz. Uh, they also announced, Section 23 did, that ICO 21 Collection Part 2 uh, was July 6th. The Legends of Dark Complete Collection on DVD and Blu-ray will be on July 20th. And the second Hellgirl... Two Mirrors Collection will be on July 21st. Cool. If you liked any of those shows, if you like Galugal 13, you can now watch it with a glorious English dub. Uh, YouTube are renting more anime from networks such as Funimation and Anime Network. So, um, Anime News, or Anime Network posts uh, Glass Mask, Apple Seed, and an iPad app. Hulu uh, said to charge for still, uh, for old episodes, so. Okay, this is confusing. So, basically, YouTube is streaming. Um, YouTube has officially launched the full version of its rental store. You can buy anime from the Anime Network and Funimation. Basically, it's like a video-on-demand service, so you buy, like, the episode, you download it, it's like three bucks. Or you rent, or in this case, sorry, you rent it, you watch it for 24 hours, boom, bam, it's done. Um, Funimation's offering uh, Sands of Destruction, Darker Than Black, Heroic Age, Gunsinger Girl 2, and Shiguru Death Frenzy. From the Anime Network, Destiny of the Shrine Maiden, Daffy and the Brilliant, uh, Brilliant Blue, Takuya, Tears of Tierra, Legends of the Dark King, and some other crap. Burn Up, the OVA. Um, so they're listed at 99 cents each per episode. The rental versions of the Funimation videos are currently English dubbed, but English subtitle versions of each series are still available in their entirety for free. So, get around to paying, you know, pay or not pay for it. Um, so, pretty cool stuff. Hulu, on the other hand, Hulu has finally gotten around to figuring out their whole chargey, hey, we're gonna charge you a flat fee per month. It's gonna be $10 a month, nine ninety five. You can get the most up-to-date episodes for free, but older episodes of shows are gonna be what's covering that $10, so... The world of free lunches are over because, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Bandwidth cost too much. Apparently, we need to pay for every little fucking thing we see. So, uh, the free lunch, as I said, is over, I guess. Uh, look for everything to start charging money now. Um, what can you do? Uh, so, yeah. No grand prizes were given for the Kyoto Animation Reward. So, last year. Kyoto Animation was like, hey, we have a good idea. People can write their stories, and they can submit them to us. And we'll give out a grand prize, and we'll make it into an anime. Well, people brought in their shows, and ideas, and stories, and all that good stuff. And nobody won. Apparently, you know, shows like Arcade Game or Buki, you'd have Fubuki, or, you know... Things I'm things you know like that are just or what's gonna get made, not these random stories that people just make. 
Apparently you have to know what you're doing, you know, before you can just start submitting anime ideas. Um, they did hand out a bunch of runner-up prizes, though, and they got money. Um, so, yeah. I can't read Japanese, so, like, all these titles mean nothing to me. But, they're on the Anime News Network. I want to read them there, go right ahead. Um, U.S. Cartoon, la- US, uh, Cartoon Network is going to launch B-Blade Metal Fusion. Um, also, Bakugan and Pokemon are also returning for the 2010-2011 season on Cartoon Network. So they announced that B-Blade Metal Fusion anime series uh, is, is its newest, based on the B-Blade spinning top game and manga franchise. What the hell? Gah. So it's a kid's anime. Who the fuck cares? Moving on. Enjoy that shit. Finally, some sad news. Um. Um. American anime producer Carl. Excuse me if I mispronounced his last name. I think it's Mistake. Has passed away. Uh, he's the man responsible for bringing Robotech. Uh, to American shores, basically. So, American historian uh, Jerry Beck reported on his blog that Sunday that American producer Carl Mc, uh, Misek passed away due to a heart attack. Um, him and Beck had co-founded the anime importing company Streamline Pictures in 1988. Uh, Misek uh, is best known for producing Robotech, the 1985 re- Dubbed and re-edited adaptation of the three di- different anime series, Macross, Southern, and uh, Cross, and uh, Mesopita. He's also worked on dubbing of many anime projects, from Captain Harlock and the Queen of the Thousand Years, uh, another Captain Harlock, a Queen Millennia, and more recently Bleach and Naruto. His other dubbing production. Uh, Credits include Vampire Hunter D, Robot Carnival, My Neighbor Totoro, um, Akira, all kinds of stuff. Um, outside of anime, he wrote The Art of Heavy Metal, uh, animation for the 80s. The 1981 book about the Canadian animated film Heavy Metal that led to a co-writing credit on the Heavy Metal 2000 spinoff. He also developed the Lady Death film at ADV Films and wrote War Eagles, a novel based on an unproduced film treatment by Merlin C. Cooper. So, we've lost a legend, apparently. Um, you know, he's before my time, but, I mean, obviously, he's a pioneer, got, helped get anime into the, uh, into Americans' hands and made it big, made it, proved it like it could make money outside, you know, outside of Japan, and people wanted it here, so, uh, it's pretty cool, and, uh, maybe never forget them, so, yeah, unfortunately, uh, people gotta pass away, unfortunately, this is his time, but, uh, um, Anime News Network has a, their ANCAST has a really good interview they did with him on one of their podcasts, very interesting, uh, very fun listen if you're a uh, fan of the anime from that time, from the 80s. Um, probably jog your memory. So, let's go ahead and go right into our uh, DVD picks of the week, though. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Alright, DVD picks of the week. Some good stuff coming out, but really there isn't that much. It's a lot of hentai and uh, just complete collections of crap. But um, so I'm not really picking anything this week. I guess if the worst came to worst, I'd say Gintama. Uh, the first collection of that is coming. It's come out. So uh, I know a lot of fans of Gintama. Uh, a lot of it's very very popular on Crunchyroll. So. Uh, that comes out. That's about the only thing I'd probably say get. Other than that, a lot of just release, re-release crap, re-release, you know, hentai, other, re- you know, a lot of ridiculous stuff. So, 
What the fuck? You can't say any dirty words. Really? So you can't say fuck? No. And you can't say shit? No. The bonsai beat. What the fuck of the week? Damn, dude, that kid is fucked up. Alright, our What the Fuck of the Week by Sengaku Complex. Um, this week's What the Fuck, I'm like amazed that someone actually did it. A man adopts 554 children to claim 1 million yen child support. It reminds me of this. Kids, meet the jerk bags I work with. Hello, jerk bags! Oh, they're so cute. What are their names? Kids have names? My name's Nina, and his name's Albert. And from and now on, you're all named Bender Jr. <coughs> Looky here, my first government stipend check. Twelve baby humans, twelve hundred wing-wangs. Daddy Bender, we're hungry. What is it with you kids? Every other day, it's food, food, food. Oh, fine. I'll get you some stupid food. Can we have Bender Burgers again? No, the cat shelter's on to me. So yeah, when I first read that, I was like, holy crap, Futurama did it. Bender did it. And now someone in real life is doing it. So a Korean man living in Japan has reportedly adopted 554 children in order to claim an 86 million yen annual child support payment. Ah. <sighs> The man said to be of Korean in his 50s approached the benefits office uh, where he inquired about the possibility of claiming child support for his children. He introduced his Thai wife and explained that the couple, in addition to their own children, were now the legal guardians of all the orphans at the uh, the mason, uh, masonry, the official document, and they had all the documents to prove it. Oh, jeez. He presented a list containing the details of 554 children. The clerk repeat, reportedly asked, Which one of your which child is yours? To which he replied, All of them. Japan's DPG administration recently passed a law providing free money to parents based on the number of their children that they have. So, uh, yeah, basically, uh, the government is now bribing you to have kids because people in Japan don't want kids. So, what better way to make them have kids is, uh, bribe them. Uh, however, shortly after being passed, it was realized that a major loophole had been found. Uh, basically, there was an upper, there was no upper limit to, uh, so basically, it came out to be that, hey, you can have as many kids as you want. They'll pay you for it. So, uh, yeah. Good job there, people. I was, like I said, shocked. Like, really? And who gives one person, like, hey, 550 kids here, your problem now. Who does that? Really? I mean, come on. Wouldn't there be some common sense in place saying, like, oh, hmm, you don't look rich. You don't remind me of the dad from Annie who can afford tons of kids or whatever. No, we'll just give them to you. It's all good. So, uh, yeah. <sighs> Moving on. Let's go ahead and get into our damn review. This is, this show is just so awesome. I even made some sound clips to go along with this interview. And, uh, yeah. blown up and the passion panties reveal themselves, the entire universe's gaming spirit descends upon Fubuki, and she then becomes the Invincible Arcade Gamer! So, yeah. <laughs> That's the show in a nutshell. Uh, it's horrible. <laughs> so, let's get into this. So, Arcade Gamer Fubuki, the title alone makes you question the show. Uh, and then the the title alone, you know, I was like, Arcade Gamer Fubuki, okay, this is going to be very interesting. 
It's a four-episode OVA from 2003. The story revolves around an early teen girl, maybe 13 or 14, who's known as Arcade Gamer Fubuki. The big gaming contest, known as the Best of Arcade Gaming, or the Bag Tournament, is taking place. If Fubuki has made it to the semifinals, and if she wins, she represents uh, the Osaka, Japan portion of the gaming tournament. Um, and then she was under the finals, defeats the other uh, Japan person. <sighs> so, final game is announced. The entire stage becomes the game. Like, literally, they're on top of, like, they're, like, on this platform, and then there's, like, this big-ass skyscraper. Like, the skyscraper transforms into these two big-ass screens, and, like, um, these gaming arcade cabinets come out, and then, yeah, it's like, the entire stage, like, changes. It's ridiculous. And it's called Crazy Climber. I think it's supposed to be like a ripoff of Ice Climber or something. I don't know. Um, and the person that Fubuki is challenging is some French guy with, like, a handlebar mustache and boxing gloves. And he's French. So, yeah. Um, uh, each new game... Uh, the contestants must, before each game, each contestant must do what's called a coin shoot, where the players must throw the coin into the coin slot of the machine, and then run to the cabinet and start playing. Sally for for Fubuki, she's never done it. So, she has to, like, go pick her coin up and, like, put it in the machine herself. Meanwhile, the French guy starts punching the Joey stick, and the, his avatar card starts running up the screen. Fubuki's friend, Hanako, says that she needs to use her gaming spirit and her passion for gaming. By what she means, hey, I have this really big fan. We're going to blow up your skirt and expose your panties. And uh, she has what's called the passion panties, which gives, like, as I said in the, uh, that fucking sound clip, the world's gaming people, their spirit and their passion for gaming descend onto her. And then she gets really good. So she can, like, go to this, like, tornado, and then she, like, does a handstand with her panties exposed, and then she, like, can beat the game. This is the fucking show. There are so many panty shots in this damn show for no reason. So, yeah, the show basically revolves around this girl and this, these panties, and they have, like, a logo on them. And I don't know why she doesn't get banned from playing, because obviously she's cheating. I mean, I don't get a pair of panty fa- you know, panties to wear that make me better. I can't blow skirts up because I'm a guy. But still, she automatically wins because she's got these stupid panties. So she beats the guy, French guy, and the guy is like, oh man, I lost. Suddenly, this random guy just shows up. He's wearing, he looks like a wrestler, he's like ripped. He wears a pink spandex speedo, pink boots, one red glove, one pink glove, and a pink mask with a happy face on it. His name is Mr. Mystery. And, um, he's like, congratulations, Shizuru, or, uh, congratulations, Fubuki. You did good. You're going on to the Japan finals. We're proud of you. But remember not to overdo it. So, yeah. Then... So, it comes to the finals. Um, basically, the whole point of this show now turns to this. Um, basically, this group of people known as the Galassic Group are going to take over the world by video gaming. And they're going to defeat Fabuki in her panties. We are the secret evil organization planning to rule the world. The Galactic Group. Yeah, so that's their secret organization. And they're going to rule the world because they're the Galactic Group. They basically come down like Space Harrier and I don't know. They all say goal. And it's crazy. So they come down and they like take the building hostage. Like, ah, we're on this skyscraper. We're going to take it over because we're the Galactic Group. So, this girl named Chizuru is really, really, really good at shooters. 
So, it turns out, like, she's evil, and she goes to school with him. Because apparently, you know, your enemies go to school with you. And she has something that shocks everybody. She's got black passion panties! She's got black passion panties. So, basically, this Chizuru chick, who's really good at shooters, can do the same thing that Fubuki can. And she just lifts up her skirt, and she yells, like... Something about Nanawa and doing some kind of special technique. And she too does a handstand and clears the stage. And then she we beats she beats Fubuki. But Fubuki's like, hey, I'm gonna train harder. And so the bag tournament people are like, you know what? That Galassic group fucked everything up. So we're gonna have a redo. So now Fubuki has time to train. So Fubuki goes home. And now this random, random, that Mr. Mystery guy just randomly shows up again. Fubuki, I have a question for you. Why do you think you lost against Chizuru? Um, um, because her black panties are stronger than my white ones. No! So close! Was it almost on the dot? No, oh. it's true. I like black panties. They are sexy. But no, that's not it. The reason why you lost isn't the passion panties. <gasps> the problem is what's inside. Oh! What's inside? No, 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 no! You misunderstood. <laughs> Let's all laugh with about what's inside 13-year-old girl's panties. <laughs> oh, this show is hilarious. Um... So, yeah, she has to go train at this, like, resort known as Hell's Gate. Or something like that. It has the word hell in it. Either way, it turns out that this place that she goes, her friend Hanako shows up, and they train together. And then there's this weird guy who's also, like, a classmate or something, who's, like, a stalker of Fubuki. And he takes, like, panty shots, and it's... Again, it just adds to the ridiculousness of it. Um, uh, so she trains, she meets some chick who can do para-para dancing, who's apparently from Texas, who's in Japan for some reason. Um, so there's, you know, jokes made about an American, and again, you know, Americans are obviously all from Texas and have deep accents, and are terrible, and always hug everybody, and we're dumb. That's the way we're portrayed in this show. So they meet this... The girl's name is Honey. She's really good at dancing games. And they help Fubuki train. And then something else happens. It's terrible. And I'll let you know what that is now. The passion panties are missing! Yeah, the passion panties are missing. And why wouldn't they be missing? We need to add suspense to this show. So, the Galassic Group leader... Uh, stole the panties, thinking that she could use them. She's like the head honcho of like this group of people. So she steals the black, the white passion panties when she was, when Fubuki was taking a bath, and then she puts them on, and then they don't work, and she's confused. And uh... <laughs> so, um, basically, comes down to these finals again for. Fubuki versus Chizuru. But now Fubuki's trained. And this is like even more craziness. They do it again. They play another game and they both use their powers and but they're having a good time. And they learn to be friends. And it gets even worse because then they like they're on like two bridge halves or something and they're out in the water. And because they use their passion panties the water turns into a to a funnel, and it spins around their con their their platforms, and they go spinning in the ocean, and they're fighting each other. They like literally bumping into each other when they're fighting in the game, and um, basically they're like, "This is great! I love playing with against you. You're you're awesome!" And so they become friends, and Chizuru leaves the Galassic group, and yeah. So now they're friends, apparently. And Fubuki wins by, like, ten points. So she can go on to the World Championship of 
the bag tournament. So if you're still following me on this. And this is only halfway through the fucking show. God, it's so horrible. So, we go on, and Mr. Mystery gives back a new pair of panties. Apparently he just has tons of them lying around in his back of his, probably his van down by the river, in a box. He gives her some new panties, and she's happy again, and the classic group says, they'll be back, they've got more tricks up their sleeve. Meanwhile, Fubuki is trying to figure out who her father is. Because she didn't know who her father was, because he's dead. And why wouldn't he be dead? So, he, she thinks that Mr. Mystery is his father, is her father. But Mr. Mystery says, you have to defeat me in the World Bag Tournament, and I will explain everything. So apparently Mr. Mystery just randomly gets inserted to this bag tournament. We don't ever see him play. He's just there. Uh, meanwhile, Chizuru and Hanako and Fubuki and the guy who's a pervert all just kind of hang out, do their own thing. And then, it's the day of the bag tournament. And, you know, technology must kick ass because they do something really badass here. The details of the battle between the gamers will be shown via NASA's newest developed technology. An observation satellite camera will capture the battle. Using Mount Fuji's mountainside as a natural screen, it will be protected from space. <laughs> Does that seem excessive to anyone else? What a waste of resources. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. They're going to... They show this. They have space satellites that project red, green, and blue onto the side of the fucking Fuji Mountains as a screen. Uh, so yeah. That's how they're going to watch it. <laughs> That's how they're going to watch this tournament. On the side of a fucking mountain. Uh, thank you, NASA. Thank you for enriching our lives. So yes, so the bag tournament starts. So you meet all these contestants from from uh, the different nations. There's Egypt and Japan and um, Honey from Texas. She's apparently in there, and she's also part of the Glass Group. But her and Fubuki get along, and no one really seems to care, except the person who's all angry, the chick from from the Glass Group. She's all like, "What the hell? You're not supposed to be lovey-dovey. You're supposed to be mean." And, um, so, basically what happens is, they run around. They run around the jungle. And if they run into each other, oh, they're gonna game. Get their game on. So, basically, they all start running, and they bump into each other. First, it's Honey versus Fubuki. And, no, it can't just be enough that... They're going to be, you know, fighting head-to-head. Apparently in the jungle, you can have video game cabinets just come out of the ground. But on top of that, they put them in a cage. So it's a cage match that you can't escape. You must lose your game to escape the cage. Or you must win. Alright, uh, yeah, whatever. So yeah, so Fubuki versus uh, Honey in, I think, a shooting game or something. Either way, Honey's only good at dancing. Honey is one of the four lords of the Galassic group. She's Dancer Honey. Because she's good at dancing games. And it's not a dancing game, so she gets her ass kicked in, like, seconds. And Honey doesn't really seem to care. She's like, hey, you beat me. Good job there, Fubuki. Good luck. Yeah, moving on. So, they run around the jungle some more. And then they start picking each other off. Fubuki's whooping ass. Mr. Mystery's kicking ass. People are dropping like left and right. And now it's come down to the greatest gamer of all time. So like I said, um, the Glassic Group has been working on some DNA that they're going to have the ultimate person to defeat Fubuki. And here's who it is. Are you crazy? There's no way that could be a gamer! No, maybe not. A velociraptor is a carnivorous dinosaur that appeared during their Cretaceous period. 
It's more intelligent than any other dinosaur and a fierce predator. With its great intellectual curiosity and a natural fighting instinct, it wouldn't surprise me if it were attracted to gaming. Yes, a fucking velociraptor right out of um, Primal Rage. By the way, Sega, I guarantee you, like, co-founded this fucking anime because they have, like, Virtual Fighter. And that's about the only Sega game they have in there. So, yes, a T-Rex, a Velociraptor dinosaur, can play a fucking video game, apparently. And he gives Fubuki a thumbs down, and the cage lowers. And Fubuki and this dinosaur fight it out head-to-head on some fighting game. And apparently in this fighting game, you can take an ass-kicking because Fubuki, like, takes her sweet time, and she's, like, more worried about other things. Not really worried that a Velociraptor is playing a game and that it's winning. And, um... Then she uses her passion panties, and it beats up the dinosaur. And then the dinosaur, like, I don't know, it gets beat. <sighs> Again, are you following me? So the dinosaur <laughs> has been defeated. <sighs> For Christ's sake. So, Fubuki and Mr. Mystery make it to the end of the tournament. It's just them. But suddenly... Worse happens. The X game. This is an MMORPG that people would play. It's taking over everything connected to the internet. Video games, which are apparently connected to the internet. Big screen TVs are apparently connected to the internet in this time frame. Washing machines. They show washing machines with a big ass X logo on it. So apparently your washing machine is connected to the internet. Everything has been taken over by this game. And Mr. Mystery and Fubuki must defeat this game to survive and win or something. Like, it's the whole bag tournament thing just kind of goes away. We find out that Fubuki's father is the mastermind behind the Galactic Group. Because he started a gaming company with Hanako's father, called KGO. And they want to make games, make people happy and fun. Well, apparently the military used the chips inside the gaming consoles for the missiles, so they blew stuff up. That, and... One day, he went into one of their arcades, and kids were playing street or playing virtual fighter real life by beating the shit out of each other. So her father like punches one of the screens and cries. He literally starts crying. I didn't make games so people could imitate them. What have we done? So um, you know, you're disappointed, and like you find out the military. Is using your game console material architecture to create their missiles. So what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to go join the war that's happening. So her father joins the war. Yeah, there's a war apparently going on. This is news to us. So, this war, it happens. His father, Her father is at war, and he dies. Because he tries to stop one of their missiles with his hands. And, well, he blew up. Well, apparently he didn't blow up. His corpse is in the middle of the desert. And a young Mr. Mystery creates this cyborg machine that you'll see that now Fubuki's father, who is now the leader of the Galassic group. So, yeah. So, Fubuki and Mr. Mystery get put into this game. And it's five levels but it's an MMO. So they have to go through and come on in and they have to defeat the game. So they have to defeat their way through this game and this the guy who's the Galactic Group leader turns himself into an avatar and just tries to defeat them. And they fight and fight and fight and fight some more. And then there's really there's like a happy ending because 
Fubuki is reunited with her father, who's that machine. And then she apparently wins the game. Even though, like, Mr. Mystery and... And... Her did it together. No, apparently she wins. And now Chizuru is friends with them. And everyone's all hunky-dory with each other. So, um... Yeah. That's, uh... That's the game. That's the show. It's horrible. It's a horrible show. I would watch it. But, um... I don't know if I'd want to again. This is one of those shows that are just so bad... That... You want to show people. And I know I just spoiled the entire show. But this is one of those things... You just have to watch yourself. Because it's just so awful. And, um... Yeah. This show just gets better and better every, every fucking episode. Like, four... Four episodes does not do this show justice. Because, like, it starts off with, like... Hey, girls in their panties. Oh, we're going to have a show full of, of fan service. Of girls who are only 13 showing their panties off and making sexual jokes at their expense. But now there's raptors who can play video games and other crazy stuff that happens. So, uh... That is the show. That is Arcade Gamer Fubuki. And you can buy this show on Crunchyroll. Or excuse me, on Right Stuff. Right now. For like $3. Justin Savakis. From Anime News Network. Has a thing. Called like buried anime or. Garbage dump anime or some crazy ass column. He was working at Central Park Media. When Central Park Media licensed license this god-awful piece of crap, he said this show drove him to wanting to quit his job. Because the show was just so god-awful. And I was really sad because... There's some really good voice actors in here. The woman who played XL Saga. Who played XL in XL Saga. Another girl who played... Um, Miyano from, uh, from, uh, His and Her Circumstances. And the guy who played, um, uh, the male lead in, um, Love Hina is in there. It was just so weird hearing these people that I've heard in such better shows have to do dope work for this show. Of course, to them, it's just a paycheck. So, uh, you know. They probably like, hey, we're getting paid. Who cares how bad this show is? Stupid Central Park Media. And this is why CPM is dead. Because this show exists. And it was licensed. And they bought this. And they paid for a dub. And yeah. This is why CPM doesn't exist anymore. Shows like this are what killed it. And if you can get your hands on the show, watch it. Just because it's so bad, you actually might like it. Like, yeah, it is somewhat intriguing. We know, like, who's Fubuki's father? I wonder. Yes, that's kind of interesting. But the rest of the show is crap. So, yeah. That is this week's show. Um, this show, oh, sorry, this show would be like a one. I wouldn't give it a zero. Because there's, it's mildly interesting. But other than that, it's a boring show. It's just crazy over the top. It's just crazy. I don't know. It's more, 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 more can you call it? So, yeah, that is arcade game for Wookie. Thank you very much. Thank you for everyone in the Snick Cam for joining me. Thank you to Fightbait, Jean Paul from Fightbait.com. For bringing us that awesome con report. Um, all that good stuff. So, until next time, this is Jalakun saying thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, Zoldar will be back. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good week.
Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about this or older episodes, visit www.bonsaibeat.com or subscribe to us in iTunes by searching The Bonsai Beat. You can also follow us on Twitter, username Jellocoon, or send comments, questions, and feedback to our email, bonsaibeat at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at Skype, username Jellocoon. If you are looking for other great anime podcasts, check out Otakast Radio. That's O-T-A-K-A-S-T. Hit their website at www.otakastradio.com. Thank you.